Welcome to our podcast, Today is Weird. We are your hosts, Rhea and Alex. Two friends living in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, talking about how intuition operates and when things get weird. Weird. Okay. Hello. Hello. (laughs) We're back together again. In the same room. In the same room. (laughs) So hopefully the audio is much better now. Um, Thanks for hanging in, those that listened to some of the episodes where... You may have had to change the volume <laughs> a few times throughout the episode, but um, yeah, so we're back in my studio. We're sitting, you know, apart from each other, and I think we're going to do a little check-in first, and we've been kind of talking about what we're going to talk about today, and we have a lot of thoughts and um, ideas, but nothing really solidified or concrete. We can't find the thread through it yet, Yeah. so we're just going to kind of see where it goes. Anyway, so Alex, how have you been? We're gonna we're gonna find the thread yes. in the conversation. Um, what day is it? It's I know it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. What's the date? The twenty third. Twenty June twenty something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, I have been learning astrology and paying attention to some of that and. You know, this is like day two, super emo, cancer vibes. Cancer is a water sign, little crab. It's also cardinal, though, so it does um, like that movement. Um, So it has that kind of movement to it as well. But So it feels a lot like what we were talking about with, um, yeah, some of the emo stuff, but also just um, feeling like I am trying to really work in like several different realities um (laughs) this is the best way to put it so you know some of the stuff that I'm seeing uh, we were talking about working with our guides so you know our guides are 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 those who have like a blueprint of um our lives also meaning you know they they they're um there when we're ready kind of thing. Uh, I've been seeing in readings, like, I think we talked about this last time, but, like, more guides showing up for people. And so I work really, like, um, I guess I'll use the word swiftly with my guides. Like, I'll be like, okay, tell me this, okay, that. Like, yesterday we were um, staining porches and doing, like, manual labor type stuff, which I hate to do because it's just it was just hot, to be totally just honest. Um, and I was listening to... Um, this, uh, I guess I would call her a spiritual teacher. I actually don't know what she, what her title, what she'd go by. Her name is Gigi Young and she's got some really good information. And she was talking about Egypt and Isis, the goddess. And she's like talking about that. And, and like, I look up and there's like this like beetle that's very Egyptian beetle, um, you know, and on the window and I'm like, okay, got it. I tell my guides I got it. And then like, you know, later Tom and I are inside talking and it's like on my shoulder and I'm like, oh, okay, really got it. It actually scared me to the point where I flicked it and was like, ah, and like screamed. And I was like, okay, sorry, is that beetle? Look at like, we like took it and put it outside because I was like, so freaked out by, um, what feels like a, a very like looming presence. And I, I like really, we were talking about this before the podcast and I really don't want to get doom and gloom and I don't. Like, so this is where I'm working in several different realities where I'm like, my reality and what I'm seeing isn't necessarily what's going to happen in the world, right? Like, you know, my psychic abilities have been so adaptive this year, and I think you relate to that too, where it's like trying to really like put my like boots on every day and like go explore. It's like every day 
We've also both been binge watching the show alone on, <laughs> it's Rhea's fault, on the History Channel slash Netflix slash Hulu. So, because it's on a bunch of different stations. So, you all might find some like alone metaphors here where people are hanging out in the woods. It's a really good show. Go watch it. Um, anyways, so like putting my boots on every day and just trying to figure out what is what. It's like everyday organization. And I'm tired. I'm really exhausted. I'm exhausted in navigating this. I'm exhausted in what I feel like I see coming. And I don't want to get on this podcast and be like, oh, be prepared. But also be prepared. Like, I, you know, like it's, it's like tough because I, it's like I am really trying to toe the line of not being alarmist. But like some of the stuff I see, I'm like, okay, you know, we need to all be paying attention to a few different things. Like I talked about, like, you know, we're in season one of Game of Thrones. Like, it's like that kind of analogy where there is a lot, I feel, coming down the line in 2020, 2021. And so it's it's tough to not feel down and not feel, like, isolated and sad about things because, um, you know, there's a lot of people who think, like, these changes are really good, which there are really good changes coming, structural changes happening um, you know, there's a lot of really good things being brought to light that we've talked about and, and, and we're all kind of starting to be able to see it. I just think that I don't really want to go to like a depressed gloom and doom place. I'd rather be in a more quote positive, not spiritual bypassy, but more positive space. Like that's my, like where I feel like I can land a little bit better. And just today, just total honesty in this podcast, like it, I woke up doom and gloomy. Like I just, I woke up a little less, a little less feeling like myself. Um, and, and just am like tired. Like I can, I'm pretty resilient. I can navigate things for a long time. I can definitely, um, maintain things for a long time, but whew, it's just intense right now. Feeling wise. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Where are you at? Oh, um, <laughs> right. Well, I, I do really, I think that the energy has intensified again, where I remember at the beginning there was a phase, in, you know, again, what is time? I don't even know. <laughs> I can't backtrack right now. But there was a moment where I was really sensitive to technology and kind of the energy seemed very loud. So I had to turn my internet off. I kind of went through phases of disconnecting. I'm really feeling that again. Like very tuned in when I have my internet on versus when it's off or when my phone's in my hand. Even I got like a electric toothbrush out of the battery. Even when I put that thing in my mouth, I'm like, like get it out of my mouth. Like <laughs> this is crazy feeling. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't know if it's eclipse season, what's been going on. I definitely was starting to feel a little alone, if you will, out where I am. Um, obviously, once again, very grateful to be uh, where I'm at. But, you know, I'm not really working. I'm not really keeping myself busy doing productive things anymore. I gardened all the things, and now I'm just watching it grow. I did all the projects in my house. My house is clean and, you know, organized. And so what now? You know, I knit, like, three sweaters. And then I was like, okay, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of tired of knitting. So... Um, trying to figure out how to be productive, and I definitely feel the call from my people, right, my, like, council, um, to dis disconnect from what is, you know, physical reality or quote-unquote <laughs> reality and really tune into, yeah, what, what they're telling me. It has felt like 
there's been an uprising of all sorts, which, yes, I can relate to you in saying, I think it's a good thing. I think it's amazing. It's an incredible time to be alive and, like, aware of myself and, you know, 30 years old, being able to feel stable in who I am and how I think during this time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of different things brought to the forefront, and I've just been extra sensitive of any sort of social media, which I check myself on quite a bit because there is some guilt there of wanting to stay in, in tune, wanting to make sure I'm checking myself on all the right things to be checked, but also really staying true to myself. Um, so that's been a lot of where my work is. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I need, like, a couple days at least of just really tuning in. And part of me is kind of scared of it because I don't know what the information is going to be. And I feel like I've been really distracting myself from it. So watching that show is a great example. It was a great distraction because it does feel a little bit more meaningful. Um, uh, and it does bring back certain themes that are just highlighting in my life as well. Like, when shit hits the fan, what really matters? And it's family and it's love and it's... You know, when you are scared, how can you push through and how can you figure out how to survive in dire situations? Um, kind of those metaphors. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really know what's going on with the rest of the year. I was for a really long time kind of in the state. I know you and I have talked about this personally, but of just not knowing. I mean, which is kind of a weird feeling when you usually, yeah, have an intuitive sense of what's coming or what's next, even if it's super abstract. Uh you know, I don't necessarily get images, I get kind of feelings that I had no clue. Like, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to still live here. I don't know if I'm, I have no idea. And I was just being told to kind of wait. Um, and now it's starting to feel like, okay, there's still more to come. There definitely is a moment where I need to show up much more for myself, which is something that needs to start now. Um, but also that there is going to be a moment where this is transitioning into something else that like this interesting disruptive period, it's like maybe the lava is, you know, the volcano has been kind of erupting in spurts and moments this whole time. And then the lava is going to go from the, you know, volcano and continue to destruct, but it also is going to start cooling and, and, you know, kind of rebalancing itself. And then we're going to shift into something else. The ash is then going to become this beautiful nutrient for the soil, you know, whatever. This, I do think that there is a moment and I have to stay positive because I equally, yeah, I'm a human. I have a, you know, I get stuck in my mind and my worry hamster wheel just as much as anybody else used to have it a lot of, more than I do now, but that's totally on the table of going there. And I think that's also why I've been distracting myself because I can't participate in some of the collective fear and mania going on. Mm -hmm. And I also just want to try to give myself permission that I don't have to in order to be changing the things that need to be changed and fighting for the things that are worth fighting for. I don't have to go to that low vibration place in order to do that. So that's been something I've been really challenging myself on. But again, it gets questioned and tested, and I feel all this guilt and shame. And, you know, um, that kind of is a whole other thing, but it does play into kind of what we've been talking about in merging with other people's emotions or taking on, I think, even a lot of the conversations we're having right now is how to be sensitive to others. And part of learning how to be sensitive to others is being aware of what they're feeling. But then the key to stay sane and to also stay true to yourself is not take that on, which we talked about so much in empathy, 
but it transcends that and it goes towards everything else of just how to find your truth, how to find who you are and in your lane. And I do think right now it is a constant effort. Like you have to be questioning yourself on almost everything all the time to be like, oh, this is what I feel. This is actually coming from deep within me, not like something that I was told or that I internalized in our culture or society or anything. Like this is deep within me, what I truly believe. That's, and it's, it's an interesting thing to uncover. Even someone that's been trying to do the work for a couple of years, it's being activated on such a big way in the world that it's activating a deeper level of it for me that's very fascinating anyway I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore so I'm going to close out that was great <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I, I think that was great I mean what we what we wanted to talk about today too was was feeling and like uh how to connect to the, like that feeling in terms of like we had talked about truth and then we had talked about being an empath and now it's this idea of like how to orient to to feeling and knowing in your system like your inner compass and then you had talked about that word sovereignty with that as well which is this idea of like I think a lot of intuitives are getting that message as well around like um how to orient to trauma how to orient to your own thoughts as opposed to what's in the ethers that's not yours how to construct your reality orically as well as tune into energy um you know like there's a reason our five senses are are limiting like it's it's true like it's just like the two of swords or the eight of swords in um tarot where they have their eyes covered it's pratyahara it's like when I cover my eyes I can hear better like it has that feeling to it where it's like we're being asked to expand into these different places of expression so that we can really know and feel what is ours and I think as as empaths but also like people who are not empaths humans all of us are really being like tested in this way to where we have to like understand our value system and kind of deeply go inward um, in order to kind of understand the, the world that we want to create together, uh, because it is going to be like this together thing, which we've talked about in terms of like how to even orient to that. Like we're all getting on the bus and the bus is like idling and waiting and it's like, all right. And you know, it's like the magic school bus. It's like, we're all getting on the bus, but, but it's like, there's no judgment as to like the last person that gets on the bus because we're all in this like cycle of time together. And like you said, like this is where this conversation is going to build because like time (laughs) doesn't exist in that way. Right. Like one of the main things with healing that I'll talk about with clients and I know you do too, is like going back to doing like and sitting by like, you know, for me, the bedside in the hospital when I was, you know, just turned nine and had surgery and like I go and I sit with her and you like do these activities to, to really connect to that healing space. Um, because it's, it's important to know like what that inner feeling is compared to what will feel like an upregulation of trauma or what will feel like a story you're creating in a Mm. conversation with a friend. And so it's like, it's like really trying to distill out what is yours in all of this um and then how to communicate from there right this is like our conversation around um like a a kind of interesting example that we didn't talk about before the podcast before we started recording but is like this idea of like how women need to orient in our world and in our culture which is like the part of the enneagram that's talked about is like women kind of get placed into the, the helper the two 
right? And we'll go into the Enneagram in another episode that I'm having my Enneagram crisis still of switching numbers. So I don't want to go into it now, but um, like the two where we like orient to like, okay, how can I, how can I be of service or, you know, like let, let's go, like go into that quote stereotype of that. And like really trying to figure out, like for me, it was like extrapolating out, like not that I don't like to help and support people, but I'm more of like the lover archetype. I'm more of like, let's all do this together. Let's all, come on, let's get the crew together. Like, And so there's like these concepts of, of like, we go through these phases of like really distinguishing out what is ours and what is kind of placed onto us. And I think there's like, there's a lot being placed onto us right now around like what we need to all believe moving forward. And it's like, is the goal to be in solidarity around these belief systems or is the goal to be sovereign humans that then understand we're connected by a bigger, bigger picture, bigger force, bigger, what, whatever word you want to use there. And so it's like tough because I think it's like navigating. No. Oh, damn it. Oh, how long was Hold it paused? Oh, why? Okay, so we're back. There was some sound issue. Mercury retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> okay, where were you? <laughs> um, where was I? In my like our building esoteric thoughts. We were talking um, about but, Yeah, and but I think it's all like in the kind of connecting into the bigger the bigger source around that. I guess is the word that I'll use, but. Um, you know, and I think this is where we get, like, the relationships are complicated, all of this as well, because I think it's, like, trying to extrapolate out what is your, what is it, what is yours, and, and what is possibly being, like, oh, you know, you all use this word, programmed, or connect, you know, like, I think as, as women, we are programmed to be a certain way, and then feminism comes in and rescues us in this, this kind of, like, over-masculinized way, and this, like, okay, well, I can be just as good as da-da-da-da-da, where we get into, like, a more patriarchal way of being a woman, like, I can't, I've got this, I can do this, like, and we all know patriarchy doesn't serve men either, anyone, so, you know, and now we're coming into this phase of, like, actual femininity, where femininity is the yin it's receiving it's all these things and so it's like really connecting to what that looks like for for us and we like talked about that in terms of conversations things like this like that that feeling that comes up that inner knowing and how important that is and why why we're kind of like um you talked about this in a previous podcast like cut off from that in order to connect and then when we realize that connection is actually not authentic because we cut ourselves off. So it's like cutting off the part in order to like be whole, but you're actually not being a whole sovereign human being. You're cutting parts of yourself off. And so it's cool because it's like the, this concept of like regaining yourself in order to then understand that it's meaningless. <laughs> So that's why this conversation is going to be weird and build because it's like, I know, like, what do we like, but it it is like, it's like knowing thyself to then like not know. And you know, you talk, I I wanted to hear you talk about like the dark night of the soul kind of, but yeah. Okay. Well, just to (laughs) pass the mic to you. (laughs) Well, just to, we're trying to get into our brains while feeling it's a lot. Okay. So what I hear you saying, and it is making sense to me. Now, like, if there is something happening in me that I'm understanding how we're going to talk about this. 
What is happening, it seems, is that we're all deprogramming ourselves from the patriarchy and moving into what is next, which is ringing. Sorry, yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, like crazy. Which is hopefully, you know, whatever is next is not necessarily even the matriarchy, because again, one over the other doesn't necessarily serve. It's the blend of the two. It's the harmony of what right. is between. It's the gray, right? Everything I keep saying, like we I can't mean, we just can go have from, a matriarchy for a little while. We, no, <laughs> the thing is, we in order to de- and what we've been kind of saying is, in order to deprogram from one thing, you almost have to pendulum swing into the other opposite in order to understand energetically what that is, and then you can find the easy the the center, the true center. So yeah, we're all trying to figure out how to be in this shifting towards a more feminine existence and it it does for me connect in a really interesting way with everything that is going on what I keep trying to figure out and it's difficult to have conversations with certain people in my life of like yes I understand that you care about xyz but are you really doing the work inside your own body to unpack this because that is what I really am seeing like yes you can be anti-racist, and I'm not even saying that you're virtue signaling and, and putting all this on Instagram. You may truly believe that, but are you actually sitting down and doing the work, the shadow work, to unpack it in our bodies? Because guess what? This lives in our bodies and in our collective system fucking everywhere. It is so instilled in us, and it doesn't have to look like this more dramatic version. It's just, it's in our, you can, if you're sensitive, you know it. You feel it in your body. Again, it's the kind of thing you have to be checking yourself on constantly, constantly, constantly. So that's how you deprogram something. It's it's a constant consciousness and checking yourself of like, ah, am I still operating in this or not? Like I referenced last time with the tr- my trash can. I still am deprogramming the fact that I think my trash can is where it used to be. <laughs> and that is such a beautiful reminder for me to activate that consciousness in these other things I'm trying to deprogram because that's what you have to do. And talking about on the bus of like who's getting on the bus, right? Yeah, who's really waking up in that way of doing the real work, the real healing? And I think you and I both had an interesting moment of grieving that some people in our lives are not going to get on the bus or like are not on that bus. And we maybe have to leave them behind or we're not going to be able to connect with them in that way that is becoming so important to us that that's the only people that we can really surround ourselves with are people that are going to get on the bus. That's hard to deal with. You know, that's a thing that we both had to kind of have a sad day or two of just crying a whole bunch. And I didn't even really know what I was crying about in a specific way. But it did feel like this grieving of just realizing some people aren't going to be there. Like some people aren't going to catch up. Um, Another thing that you've referenced, you know, jumping a little bit is, yeah, time is more of a spiral. And what I've been thinking is... Even growth is a spiral where you go further down in order to push further up, which hopefully we can even attribute to our time right now. We're taking a deep dive into some of this darkness in order to push higher into more brightness of light, if you're using that duality to explain it. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Also, what I was just hearing you talk about is a concept that's really big right now is this whole idea of I do feel like women are kind of or feminine uh, energies is what's driving now, is what's driving consciousness and waking people up. So many of the people that I've been focusing on, even in just in the movement, are women that are talking. We are really trying to go into an emotional space of, this is emotional, collective emotions that we're all feeling or can tune into or recognize in another and then take on as our own and become passionate about the cause because we've recognized this emotion exists. But you, the helper, in order to help, has to be grounded. You, or else they're going to burn out or they're not going to actually help 
I mean, just like in the show alone, you got to make sure you're getting good sleep. You got to make sure you got firewood. You got to make sure you're getting the fish. Otherwise, you can't, you can't function. So that's another thing that I think we're all realizing really in stepping in the powerful feminine energies is there's so much, as we've talked about with the empath episode, so much self-care is needed. So much. Once you start stepping into the trauma waters, you you got to swim some in like the lovely twinkly rainbow waters too because, you know, you can't... You have to, or else you just can't. You can't live there. So we're having to kind of wake up to that recognition, and hopefully people are holding that as well. I feel like it's been activating a lot, but it kind of goes into what I really was feeling you are talking about, and what I feel like this topic is around is what is your space? How do you create a sense of space? And I'm not even talking about your home, your room. I'm talking about in your body when you're in rooms with other people, or when you open up that Instagram app. What is the space that's like, this is mine, this is yours? How do you, where is that boundary that I love to talk about when fresh water meets salt water where it's kind of blended together in the middle, but you choose, there's a delineation eventually of this is the salt water and that is the fresh water. But there's like a, a blending. There's not merging, right? Mm-hmm. Those waters don't merge because the two elements are completely different elementally. So they have to be separated, but in the middle they have this kind of flowing in between. So how can you create that metaphor of space and also this sense of blend of a blending as opposed to a merging? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've definitely been focusing on in even, you know, being in such a remote place where I go to the grocery store, I don't interact with anybody at the grocery store, I often go with my mom and we're just like on a mission, you know, when we know what we're getting and then we get out of there. Um, so going into environments where I'm starting to socially distance with friends, I'm super raw and vulnerable and being squeezed in my own time to really show up as to what's mine. And then that's being tested when I'm in rooms with other people. And it is this test of, are you going to merge with them? Are you just going to take on, like, are you going to co-regulate with their system or are you going to hold whatever the tension is and allow that to be true and allow you to be a sovereign person and them to be a sovereign person and figure out what the conversation is between you. Um, I know I, t- I showed you a little bit about this, but I've gotten into gene keys a bit, which is a whole other system, of course, that became like <laughs> addicted and rabbit hole down into this new system. But there is one number that's prominent in my chart that talks about a very collective um, shadow piece that I do feel like we're working on right now. It's the sense of dishonesty. And what they um, describe in this book, the, the individual that created the system, is dishonesty is actually this idea of you are separate from me. It, it is this kind of sense of being scared of another person. And the more that you actually hold something back from that person, the more that that fear is perpetuated. And you aren't merging or you aren't like realizing that you are one. And so it's this difference of, he talks about, and I don't know if I'm describing this well, but he talks about how it's the key to human attraction. So if you meet someone, you have this fear of like not knowing this other person. There's this kind of tension of, I don't even know what that is. And you're not really even sure what to do with their aura. And you're feeling the aura between you two. And you're kind of like, whoa, I don't know what's happening. And all of that is still holding to the fact of fear. It's operating out of fear. But the minute you switch that into more acceptance, allowance, love, if you will, is allowing for that. And so instead of just being scared and creating separatism there or merging and saying, I don't know, this is uncomfortable, so I'm just going to do what you want me to do so that I become you on this side and I don't have to feel that tension anymore. 
it's creating the space to hold the tension and be like, huh, there's an interesting energy in the room because you're different than I am. What's that energy about? Then you're getting curious about the aura between you and you're kind of allowing your, your two separate auras to blend in this aura together as opposed to creating a polarity, like this distance apart, mm-hmm. which to me just makes sense of everything that's going on with the mass, everything that's going on with this anti-racist upheaval. Like this is all talking about how we are keeping ourselves distanced from one another. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, I want to talk about vulnerability. I want to talk about the real healing that is that needs to happen that really shifts the culture and that is yeah dark dark night of the soul so what you were saying in being sovereign and even this idea of how to deprogram you have to disengage from the program almost to the point where you know you have to almost reject the things that you do no longer you don't want to identify with anymore this is where it gets kind of difficult like you know people that are going through aa programs cannot hang out with people that are still using they can't do it it's 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 a dangerous kind of you have to get you have to get away from it in order to get the strength to then maybe come back to it but yeah it almost takes this rejecting of it and this idea of becoming sovereign, you have to go through this dark night of the soul, which is a very personal thing. You can't really do that with other people. I think different individuals will have different experiences with that. But for me personally, I mean, I literally have spent four years in this thing trying to be on my own, alone, figuring out my feelings and my thoughts and deprogramming what no longer serves and stepping into what I want to serve for me from now on. But it's this sense of in order to become sovereign, to create space around you, you have to, yeah, you have to pendulum swing into epic space to be able to explore all of the things. And then once you realize, okay, this is who I am, you come back in. And yeah, it's totally like, have I even really changed? Some people are, are like, yeah, well, you're still you. And I'm like, well, but my whole internal world is completely flipped on its head. You know, and it, and there are times where it doesn't matter, and there's other times where it matters a whole heck of a lot. And I do think there is this interesting moment of going off on your own, facing a lot of that stuff, allowing it to exist, integrating it into your system, not letting those things define you anymore, right? That used to have so much control over you. And then stepping back into a life or your life and reasserting yourself as as this new person, which takes a lot of testing and kind of different I mean there was one metaphor where I was talking to a friend about this concept of ceremony I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast yet but this idea that you know if you were going to come out as an adult for example if there was the rite of passage for a male that was becoming an adult or if someone was becoming a shaman and had been apprenticing with another shaman and was stepping into this role the whole tribe watched them go through this ceremony of becoming this new individual this new person and they all treated this person differently from then forward because they saw they acknowledged the shift it was all witnessed and then reflected, right? Whereas now, we don't have that. And that's why all these different coming out stories are very intricate and very difficult because you have to completely reestablish your identity and communicate to every single person like, hey, this is how I want you to treat me now. This is who I am now. This is my name now. This is what's going on now. And you have to do so much maintenance for even yourself being able to completely stay strong in these challenging experiences where other people aren't reflecting the change. They don't see the change in you or they don't want you to change. A lot of people get threatened when you start making these changes and choosing yourself 
because they're triggered because they want to choose themselves and their whole life they haven't been able to because they felt they weren't allowed to. And now here you are just going and choosing yourself. How dare you? You know, there's a lot to unpack there because we don't have this collective that's like, oh, I see you. I see that you've done this thing. I'm proud of you or okay, I get it. This is how I'm going to speak to you now. This is how I'm going to treat you now because you're this now. We don't have those moments. Anyway. I love it. Sovereignty. <laughs> That's my word. I'm obsessed with that word. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, I think with what you're saying too, I think of like things we've talked about before, the agreements and then also story creation and then feeling becoming emotion where I talk about like the feeling, the knowing is going to be first. It's kind of like the dehydration. You don't know it, when your mouth is dry, you've been dehydrated for a long time. When you're feeling like, or you're emoting, it's because you've been in the feeling for a long time and just ignored it. And the emotion acts out to let you know what's up. It's like, right. you're, it's like you have all these external. systems. Yeah. That like, that like show us, um, and demonstrate to us where, where we're meant to be in, in, in these ways as well. And I, I think, you know, what you're speaking to too, is like story creation as well, where it's like, there's a really clear way intuitively you can connect to this, where you can see if someone's projecting or create or speaking to you from a story and how to stay in your truth around that. Because, um, you know, like a good example of this would be like parents that still treat their kid like they're a teen, even if they're in their thirties, it's like they haven't updated their conversation yet. Right. And so it's like this idea of like, okay, so like, let's say we agree on something. It's kind of like my whole thing is like, now what, what comes after the agreement? Right. Do you exist to keep the agreement? Do you exist to say, yes, this is what's happening and we orient to the agreement or do we orient to each other, right? Like it's like this like very different thing. Um, and so really this is why we like don't even know what to title this episode. It's very nuanced because it is like a moving, breathing entity and it's like moving and breathing as we're talking about it, right? Mm -hmm. I always like to go into the category of you know what you know, you don't know what you don't know, you know what you don't know, and you don't know what you know. <laughs> There's the fourth one of like, there are these spaces where where we kind of can integrate into um, ourselves and then also understand what we're being asked to, to do, you know? And so I think like oftentimes, like I think of friendships, you brought up friendships, I think of relationships where it's an agreement is a lie, you know, like mm -hmm. if you agree, if you're, if you're basing a relationship on something external, that's an agreement, anything that's built on a lie will crumble eventually a marriage, anything like that built on a lie gender roles will, will crumble. Yeah. And so it's like this idea of like, okay, if we're, if we're orienting to an agreement, right, we're orienting to a lie and what happens from all of that? Um, and, and I think it's like, because we're being asked to look at all these systems that no longer work, it's like so much more of a nuanced conversation around like every people being able to maintain sovereignty as well as, as like understanding it's not that the bigger energy takes up more space in the room either. It's like, we're all like working and being in our own spaces, but we've got this, these cultural expectations and these societal expectations that like try to literally, I'm going to use the word literally program us into 
certain ways. I mean, we just, just think about too, like, you know, my, my past, my past life as a career counselor, <laughs> my first profession was career counseling. And I would talk to people and they'd be like, Oh, well, my parents want me to be a lawyer. So I'm going to go to law school and then I'll figure out what I want to do. I heard that. So I worked at UVA. I, I heard that, you know, like, and, and so often, like it, I broke my heart. You know, I worked here at UNC Asheville and they were like, I, I've, I, now I have so many interests, I don't know what to do. They had like almost this opposite problem at UNC Asheville. And so it was just interesting because it was like, it was very much, it's very much this idea of when we're acting from an expectation, something like that. Like, and we all catch ourselves doing this where I'm like, oh, I just held that person to an expectation. I held our society to an expectation. And, and I, I'm the one who's going to suffer from that expectation because I held it to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like, instead of holding something to an expectation, it's like understanding. Oh God. It's like so hard to explain. It's understanding that it's not, it's nothing in a lot of ways. Like, and so it's like understanding like it's a mirage. How to, yeah. And how to like, how to move and breathe with these very, very nuanced things that we expect to just like show up in like like file folders like little cookie cutter thing you know like and like those expectations are are just you know they're blown out the window um because you know if, if our goal is to connect and to agree then it, it, there's really nothing to do from there to be totally frank like and i'm not trying to say that disrupting systems is a bad thing. It's perfect. It's wonderful, especially if the systems are specifically oppressing people, like, which my argument is the system oppresses way more than we realize oh, around, yeah. like, all levels. There's, like, levels and, like, it's not even levels. It's, like, like constant Mapping. negotiation mm. of, like, how to shift out of that space and be like, nope, that's not mine, right? And this is the layers of reality I've been trying to work in where I'm like, just because I see something a certain way doesn't mean the world is going that way. Like, I see this a lot in, like, 5D conversations and, like, people who are like, come on, we got to, we said it, like, yeah, we all got to get on the bus. Like, we got to we gotta wake up. We got to move into this stuff, you know, and, and I think... Like, I see this with, with like, well, you know, I'm going to create this certain plane of reality. And, and, and then it's kind of like, I feel like every day in 2020 is like how to reestablish that. Because there's a lot going on in the ethers that we don't even really realize. And it's like understanding what's been weaponized in your aura, like, field, you know, like... <sighs> You know, and I'm, like, trying not to go into the deep dive of trauma because it's, like, but but traumatized people are more easily controlled, right? Like, and we all have trauma, different varying degrees, right? I have more of that kind of covert trauma. Like, I've talked about Tom, my husband, has more of the overt trauma, and it's kind of, like, navigating all of that. It, it's, like, how to distinguish yourself from from those pieces and from that you know, I just, we had a conversation this morning that you and I talked about where it's like, it's like you are, you're not your trauma. Like you're not, that's not what creates a human, but we live in such a society that it kind of like has become, you know, the holistic psychologist on Instagram. She has a really great, she does wonderfully on this information if you want a resource there, but talking about how to distill ourselves out from that. And that's where boundaries, things like that come in, where we can distill ourselves out 
to then understand the whole. So we're not like cutting yes. our pop parts of ourselves off in order to be A, in order to be B. And we can kind of be in that complete whole place. Because we're, when we're in the emotive place, we bypass the feeling. That's the, that's, that's like the collective feeling hysteria. bypass or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we, t- everyone talks about spiritual bypass, feeling bypasses. So we're going to like start, maybe we'll call this episode that, but it's like, it's like, we need to start to like drop into when we bypass our instincts and bypass our intuition and bypass our feelings because our emotions are going to teach us. And then our mental realm is going to teach us. We're going to literally get headaches if we don't listen to some of this, you know, like, you know, like it took me in grad school, I learned about active listening literally in a class. And then with orthobiotomy training, I literally learned how to listen. And I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't been listening to anyone. Talk about deep grief where I'm like, oh, if I think that I'm like, if I think, if I get to a place where I think I know things, it's because I stopped listening. Period. That's always where I'm like, cool, what did I stop listening to? Because I, I don't know things. <laughs> Like, we don't. We don't know anything as humans, like, in a lot of ways. So I get to a place where I'm like, cool, what do I need to listen to? Yeah. Because, like, there's something I've I've cut off, right? There's something, you know, and then typically we, like, are like, oh, I'm, I'm angry. I feel anger. And, like, with, with people, I'm always like, okay, well, where is it coming from? What did you ignore? What didn't you listen to? And I don't say that to ever make anyone feel bad, but it's like, let's get to the root. Let's get to the source Because oftentimes, again, our feelings and even our words are a product of of possible like bypassing or cutting off of a part of, um, you know, and this is what we come to. We put our earth suit on. We put our human our human on to learn, you know, like and and so it's never something where we're like, okay, I figured it out. I know how to listen perfectly. And, you know, but I think it's more too about like like understanding who we are to then not know who we are. (laughs) It's like, so this is why it's so tough to, but, but it's the bypass that I see happening so often where it, you know, again, if like, I don't have kids, but I would say this, if you're, if you're like in target and your kid, your toddler is having a tantrum, they, they were giving you signs and, and, and feeling, you could feel it a mile away. Parents will talk about this. You could feel the build, like you could feel the build. And I'm not saying, oh my God, you should have prevented that. No, you know, like that expression of a, to- a toddler, I, I know people hate it, but I love it when kids express <laughs> like that. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, like do it, express like, but that's that they've been pushed. They've been pushed mm. to this point where we are taught just to bypass, bypass, bypass deep feeling. Like, typically, there was a little warning sign before that. And again, I am not telling parents, oh, figure out the warning signs. Parents are busy. Not saying that at all. It's much more around, like, as adults, we we need to be giving ourselves the tools to, to understand when we bypass these things so that we don't go into an emotive feeling place mm-hmm. that that is like trying to express something that we bypassed maybe even years ago and so it's not even about not feeling or not I mean or not emoting at, at all it's more so about like well you know this is the second time I've quoted talking to, talking heads today which is um like how did I get here <laughs> like it's like you know like how did I get here? <laughs> like, yeah. it's the same thing where it's just like, it's like, oh, right. 
you have to kind of like sit in that moment. And I think as a society in the U S I will say like, it's like, how did I get here? Like, how did we get here? Like, that is a big question right now. Like, okay. And, and then it's like, okay, do we, do we under do we go back and we have to like fully understand it all? <laughs> Uh, we just we took like a big piece of bread and we took a big chunk <laughs> off today. What we are, are you just talking like, about no okay well okay talking yeah. about it all yeah go ahead switch. I I think we have like four view four people listening <laughs> that are like you all went off the deep end today. <laughs> I think what we're trying to say or what I hear you saying is the pressure is real, right? The pressure mm-hmm. is very real. And it is this difference of really unpacking what is deep inside versus what is, like, externally going on. And in hearing you talk, it it does make sense to me that we all have these masks, right? We all have these masks because we are trying to protect ourselves. And even if you are doing the work deeply internally, I know for myself, I have to hold a mask out when I go to the grocery store where I'm like, hi, it's cool. Yeah, I'm a person, you know? And then I go home and I'm feeling a bunch of stuff. So it's like, I have to keep that distance in a lot of ways in order to process properly. But then we're all operating with these masks on trying to relate to each other. And it's a freaking mess. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is this interesting duality of what is real, really real and not real. Like, Money's not real. Time is not real. These are structures that we've put belief in. Now, do they operate in very real situations and create very real suffering and trauma? Absolutely they do. But it's all because we collectively are investing in this idea of money, right? So it is... The ultimate agreement. Yeah, like when (laughs) you start mind-blowing in this way that we even trust these individuals we put into places of power to control and and essentially manage the business of what is millions of people and try to keep them safe and healthy and happy and protected, that is insane. To me, that is insane that we even do that. Like, if you zoom out on that ridiculous level, it's like, what? No wonder there's so many problems going on. Like, one, you know, a hundred individuals all focused on one individual is going to try to protect millions of people and they're all different backgrounds they all have different trauma they've all got all these different things going on that is insane so yeah the expectation of our culture is bonkers but we're also living in the reality that this is the reality we're in so how do you operate in that system and it yes it's holding all of these truths to be self-evident or whatever you know and allowing them to all exist at the same time and trying to really figure out, whoa, okay, if this is all what's happening, how do I show up? How do I clean my system up? What you said, orienting to yourself, like integrating into ourselves is so important. I think maybe that'll be what we call this episode is, you know, how to really come back into ourselves. And that's what I hear you saying with the difference between feeling and emotion and, you know, I don't even want to use the word trigger anymore. I don't know what word I'm going to use instead because not only is that connected possibly to a violent weapon, but it's also, it just doesn't feel right of like, again, it doesn't have to be negative. And I think it is the kind of thing that we're now just allowing that to say like that triggered me. And so that's no longer allowed to be talked about instead of being like, okay, let's all unpack what's going on in our system that gets activated and why it's activated. And instead of just existing in that space of like, that activates me, period. Instead, like, 
let's move past that. Yeah, let's not act, let's not acclimate to that activation anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's like figure out how we can get ahead of the activation. Or if, you know, I'm using activation instead of trigger. I don't even know if I like that word yet, but we're using it. <laughs> so, you know, it is like you're saying. How can you? And it's and it's it's wild to wrap your head around. And you do need other people to activate you in order to even understand that that's an activation point. And yes, people that have gone through a lot of suffering and trauma, it's like they have traps set up and the whole, you know, floor is lava. Like that is what's happening for them. So it makes sense that they're constantly activated, even in ways that it's like so suppressed, they don't even know what's happening. They're so used to their system being in that state of activation that they actually don't feel safe when they're actually comfortable. They don't feel safe in that situation. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not, you know, acclimated to it at all. So trauma bonding, yes. nervous system. Well, and something that you said, and, and we haven't kind of unpacked this idea of story creation that is very fascinating is, you know, okay, so say um, you texted a friend like, hey, how are you? They didn't text you back. And if you're feeling something in that moment, you may have intuited that something's going on for them. And maybe you intuited that they're mad at you or whatever. And instead of merging in that situation and being like, oh my, and you're creating a story, which is to me merging to that emotion and that fear of being like, well, now they're mad at me. Oh my God, what am I going to do? They're pissed. What did I do? You're like running through everything that you've done recently that could piss them off. Is it because I posted that one thing on Instagram that could have activated them because I think about these other... You just start going crazy in your mental world of just like... Protection. Yeah, and you're creating this story that's like, where did you even take this thing, you know? And then you're operating out of that activation in how you speak to them, and that energy is being, you know, reverberated to them, and now they're being weird because you're being weird, and all of a sudden we're in a weird spiral, you know? (laughs) As opposed to in that moment, you're like, ooh, I just got activated. Why did I get activated? Is it because I still have low self-worth? Because I don't believe that these friends are really showing up for me, even if I'm needy or, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Let's work on that. And then also, let's tune deeper into our system. Yeah, think either from your heart space or from that Dantian space, which we've talked about, which is the lower gut space of, like, is this really true? And if you find that peace space that's... Sometimes it takes a little bit more effort and resources to get away from that upregulation or activation then you can really figure out, like, you know what, maybe she's mad at me, but I'll wait it out and see how this plays out. Because me sitting here worrying is actually not helping anything. We are always so stuck in our brain space, and that is something that our culture, specifically the United States, is insane. I mean, when I flew back from France, it was wild. I recognized they are so... It's earth or fire going on where, like, they're, they're, they have a lot of danger and violence, but it's all out in the open. Somebody could steal your phone off of your table, you know, and you're sitting in, on a street somewhere, and they just know that. You just have to protect yourself in certain ways. But I liked that it was all out in the open because you could see it. You could name it. You could feel it. You could pinpoint it. The minute I came to America, I was like, whoa, we are in air sword mental land right now. Like, it is all subversive. All this stuff is stuck behind closed doors. It's slimy. It's slinky. You don't know where the danger is. It's lurking everywhere. And so no wonder we're all in a state of trauma and, like, you know, freak out mode. And we're, we, none of us are, we're all in fight or flight constantly because that's what's happening. So with all that said, you know, how to unpack it in your system I don't know. I mean... Nervous system. (laughs) Yeah, nervous system. Like, well, and one thing that you said before we rolled was when you get these wounds, 
right? Which is the activation point. Like, ooh, that's a wound. Like, ooh, that's sore. How do you honor it? This is what you said. How do you learn how to honor it without giving it power? Saying, oh, I see you. I feel that. You can even communicate it, which would be a beautiful thing in a relationship. Hey, this is, this is activating a wound that is this because of this. And I just want to name that. And so I'm just going to feel on that for a second. But not let that just be, I'm activated, period. We have to stop talking. Because that's not healing. That's not moving through anything. That's still letting... It's a, vict- it's a state of being a victim. Which, again, we must say, we acknowledge there's so many complicated situations. And a lot of this stuff is tough to, is tough to navigate. Mm-hmm. It is okay if you're still in the victim state. That is totally fine. You can take your time. But what we're trying to empower and, and shine light on is where the real healing is and how we really go into this better world and and the feminine is honoring all that and moving through it and like letting it flow feminine is flow like that is what that is mm-hmm. it's the state of being i love that something was pointed out recently where it's human being it's a human being instead of a human doing Human doing is what we've been living in. We need to be living in human being. And you as a human being is you being yourself, is you being a person, is you being in all these feelings and these wounds and these activations, but also striving constantly to transcend them. That's what we're all trying to do, right? And yeah, love each other, connect to each other. I mean, that's what that show alone is like. You realize I all it is about is love, man. It's just family. I want to get back to my family, like... It's cr- that show is so perfect because it's, you get $500,000 if you win and you're out in the middle of the nature and, and it's a beat to see, it's like a race to see who survives longest. And at some point, so many of them wake up to the fact they're like, whoa, I'm just doing this for money. I'm starving myself. I'm out here like with a cougar in my backyard just to try to get money when I could be home safe with my family feeling love. Fuck this. And that's what the whole, we're bucking that. That's what we're doing is bucking the sense of capitalism and investing in these systems that aren't really real. We've just invested in them and they're fucking people up and they're oppressing people. And so how do we unpack that? It takes a long time, but it also takes these kind of conversations, recognizing it, calling it out in each other. But also I would hope when you call out someone that you also hold space to respect them, seeing where they are at, why they are there, because that's a wound. They're existing in their own wound, which is which is a blindness wound, really. They didn't, they didn't it's almost like a lack of a wound that's a blindness, you know? If you've never broken a leg, you're like, I don't even know how to fathom what that feels like until you've broken a leg. You're like, dude, I broke my leg. Mm-hmm. dude it hurt you know whatever but I'm completely you know <laughs> making saying, saying dude now like too much but <laughs> anyway just saying how can we all yeah hold on to each other and really be strongly grounded in ourselves and feel the collective feeling feel all of this stuff try to be unpacking it all together but really being an individual doing that like individualistic journey we're all here on our own journey and that's what I hope that we're going to start honoring more of because it did start feeling a little bit we needed the collective though we do need that we needed that uprising of like we're all in this together with the pandemic and then wow we all are here we all care about this movement because this is a worthy movement to care about but it's also like how do we all exist as individuals in that facet as opposed to just operating in mass emotion or mass hysteria 
which I feel like is, uh, what did I say before, before the episode with hysteria where it's like, it's, um, it's like, it's a form of empathy, but it's, oh, I can't remember. Oh, I'm thinking of the lava. Yeah. I mean, it's the lava. Anyway, I don't know, but it's kind of that, like, it's not grounded empathy. You're just taking on someone else's feeling and then taking on their cause as as your own when it's not your cause. Like, and I think we're seeing some of that with some of these people that it's not really appropriate for you to be the loudest right now in this situation, but I see that you're feeling my trauma and I appreciate that you're feeling that trauma, but at the same time, like, figure out your own trauma. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that is kind of existing in our world too, which is positive of, of certain things, hopefully, again, not turning people away from each other and creating more distance and separation, but saying, like, hey, maybe you're not the best person to speak to that because that's not your actual experience. Like, maybe we should talk to somebody else that, like, literally went through that experience, and they're the one that should be leading this event, and they're the one that should be getting the money from this because they're the one that actually experienced it. So empowering individuals to really be in their own experience is also, hopefully, what's going on. Right. <laughs> My mind's exploding. I don't know. Uh, I think that's good. I, I mean, I, I think it's so much more... I, th- I think what we wanted to touch on today was nuance and kind of build mm. around how nuanced things are and how, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. I, I mean, like, like for... A lot of people don't even know how to navigate the concept of of a story I just use my intuition around it Mm. and my intuition's not always right I'll be like hey I think that maybe a story was created there like the people I communicate with this this style to and they're like no I didn't and I'm like okay perfect like you know like learning to to like take people at their word in that way was also really helpful for me where I was like Mm. cool they said that then that's it that's it you know and and if if they continue to like talk you know to, to meet me at that space I'll be like okay then then well you lied which is fine because that's like that part of that defense where it's like but but I've let this go and I think there's a lot of I think this is I go back to the cultural of like of, of women like there's a lot of like placement on us to like I don't know how to explain it to like to, to hold space for all of that and I, I just don't <laughs> you know like I just don't like I'm like I'm like cool we, we, we've come like that's why I say it every podcast and I say it every reading we've come to the table yeah like we're coming to the table I don't need to have you don't need to bring all your 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 luggage to the table unless you want to and I'll sit with you as you unpack it 100% you know, like what, what needs to happen. But I, I think it's more so it's like, it's like understanding who we are when we're simply just at the table. Like, um, and this is the universal table. This is the sovereign table. This is the source <laughs> table. This is like not my table. It is all like everybody's table is right. You know, it's like, it's just coming to, and, um, you know, I think, I think that, that right now it's this like, no, 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 you got to meet me in the attic. Oh, okay, no, we got to meet in the downstairs basement. No, we got to meet in the, like, bedroom upstairs. Like, oh, like there's all this negotiation mm. um, that is exhausting because it's it's not it's not authentically finding ourselves in, like, a well, space. Well, it's not a neutral space. Right. I mean, that's right. something we talked on last time is a sense of neutrality, mm-hmm. which, you know, we even said at the end... And it just like came out of me in a way that then I realized what it really was. Which is like it's taking all of it's seeing the whole spectrum and kind of transcending the spectrum 
And it is allowing for all those emotions to exist, you know, and also for you to have your own experience. But you're coming to a state of neutrality, which is this mutual respect, which is this understanding of the bigger picture. It's the zoom out and zoom in, you know, it's the hawk vision of both at once, which is the ultimate. And I know, unfortunately, a lot of people are not seeking that out or they don't have that. I, I feel like everyone has that inherently there. It's just maybe a lot of things are kind of covering it up. But... Yeah, I mean, this sense of nuance, and it's also just this, I mean, I'm saying everything is gray. There's a spectrum of gray. I'm not saying it's all one color gray, but it's, I don't think that it's just black or it's just white, and I do not mean that racially. I mean it, like, as separatism. It's not just, I mean, you look at the yin-yang, there's a little bit of each in there. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, yeah, how do we navigate all of that? And it is coming to the table that is a sense of neutrality. It's not like you have to meet me here or they need you to meet them there. Compromise is like a middle point or a neutral table that you're able to discuss these things. And think about like where your system is when you're in an opinion or a belief, Mm -hmm. right? Like I know because I like... I like to say I'm less opinionated in my 30s, but in my 20s, like, that was a big realization for me is I was like, I've identified with my opinions, and now I am my opinions. Mm. And what people would then say is like, oh, well, you know, she's going to have an opinion about this. And it's like, I wasn't listening, right? I was, I was saying, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right all the time, you know? And, like, it made me realize that, that I had over-identified with this. I had over-identified with my opinions. And you're inherently gaslighting people. Yeah, I was like, okay, so you think, okay, perfect. We both agree on my opinion. Great. And, like, what I felt was just this upregulation. You can hear in my system. Like, you can hear my voice. This Mm -hmm. manicness of, like, okay, okay, we're on the same page, everyone. Raya and I are on the same page. And, like, it's crickets. No one gives a fuck. It's it's literal. It turns people away. Yeah, yeah. Like people are like, okay, cool. You came to an agreement. Like what? Like there's no, there's nowhere to go from there because we aren't fully showing up. Like it's not a full system go. Right. Mm. It's because I was saying, here's my opinion. Our opinions met. They had tea and they decided they agreed. <laughs> and so. It, like, took me a lot, a long time to deprogram, like, and I'd become really opinionated. It's so funny to even talk like this because I feel like it's, like, me giving my opinion. (laughs) Uh, But I had even, like, I'd become really opinionated because I felt like I wasn't heard in my family of origin. So I was like, okay, I wasn't heard. So how am I going to be heard? Oh, I'll develop these beliefs and I'll develop these opinions and then people will listen to me. And I just look like a jerk. People, I mean, I wasn't, like, a jerk, but... I mean, I was sometimes where I'd be like, no, I think this is what's it, you know? And it made me realize, like, I was like, oh, I'm not listening. And, and which is ironic because the whole thing, the whole wound was that I didn't feel listened to. Mm. And so I just was wounding other people indirectly that way. And I went back and I was like, the, the answer is listening. And, and I was, you know, just like, like full, fully listening. When I sit down with someone, especially in a reading, of course, because it's a different type of space we're creating, it's like listening to their body, their feeling, their aura, their higher self, their guides, like all of these, these worlds that are, are tuning in to like allow them to be them, their best selves. Like that is what we're here is to tune in to that space. And like, 
I, it was so much deep grief when I first started doing readings because I was like, I've missed out on humans. I was like, oh my God, all these layers, all these beautiful, beautiful layers it's beautiful, of humans. beautiful, right? Yeah. I like was just listening to the words that were coming out of their mouth instead of tuning into their nervous system, their feeling. And when we're in fight or flight, which a lot of people are without realizing it, I think there's a statistic that 40 or 40, 80% of people in the U.S. are in fight or flight and don't realize it. That's when we get fatigued, we get exhausted, and we're listening from a place of vigilance, and we're listening from a place of like, I know what's best for everybody around me, when you really don't. And that's what people would tell me growing up. They'd be like, Alex, your parents know what's best for you. And it took me a long time to be like, actually, in this moment and in this incarnation, during this time, they don't. And that's okay. And it was like kind of this separation mm-hmm. from my parents to then come back and be like, okay, now I'm coming back to you, you know, like, and I, I, I love my dad. I love him dearly. But, you know, when he met Tom, Tom was like, my dad was like, why do you love Alex? And he was like, because she's just this deep listener. She's so beautiful with this and that. And it goes into this really beautiful thing. And my dad goes, she listens? And immediately I was like, 16. He is yeah. orienting yeah. to my 16-year-old mm-hmm. self. And instead of, like, being upset at that, I was like, I'm sorry that you are missing out on an opportunity to see me right here, right now. Mm. I'll wait and you can show up for me and I'll wait. And then my dad will show up in those moments. Like he does later, you know, he has, like, he's like, you know, and, and it's knowing and navigating like that, that place of vulnerability is hard for him. And so it's like, all right. Like, and so it's just all these layers of like, I could hate my dad for that, which I did. I hated my parents for many, many years. When you had to, to process it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I could hate them. I could hold that and I could like be in that or I could say, okay, like I have to evolve my opinion of that in order for them to understand and evolve. And I will meet them in these moments that maybe aren't perfect, but and, and so it's like, it's like allowing for the possibility of that is really what like, mm. and this is where I go back to the beginning of our conversation about reality, 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 where it's like, this is where we choose our reality. And this is where people get into these conversations where they say, everything's a choice. And then people are like, oh, I feel gaslit. Like, ah, not everything's a choice. I didn't choose this trauma. I didn't choose this. And it's not about being like, everything's a choice. Live with it. It's like, everything's a choice. It's like saying that over and over again. It's permission. It's permission. It's not, you know, like this dogma of like everything's a choice. It's like it, this gives it gives you permission to it's like freedom to realize you're it choosing. Is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, something well, sovereignty. Like yeah, <laughs> mm, there it is. But this we idea, did a full circle moment. <laughs> Sorry, God. No, even in you know manifestation work or studying energetics, it's like we were saying earlier with the fact about money, like. Suffering is real, but also it's, it is your choice how it affects you in this crazy way, but we're not taught that. We're not taught that we have a choice, and that's something that I realized with this, this tension that's between us. It's this idea that I actually am the safest when I'm truly in myself because I choose how you affect me. You can't hurt me mm-hmm. because I choose how that happens, and I think a lot of Buddhism kind of circles around a lot of this with the idea of suffering 
and suffering is kind of inherent, but how, how are you transcending it, right? Like, how are you allowing it to have power over you? And also this idea that when you don't know, you are in the highest vibration state. Like, they literally talk about that. And so I, even just thinking and hearing you talk, it's true in so much of what's going on and how I've personally been triggered is when people get on a high horse, I immediately don't trust them and don't want to hear what they're saying because they are coming from a place of upregulation. It's not grounded. They're operating out of some sort of defensiveness or their own wound, and so then it doesn't feel trustworthy. I mean, you think about it. If there's a pretentious person in the room and it's a, and there's another person in the room that's very humble and very grounded, they can immediately drop that power and veil from them by just being like, oh, and just not giving it power. And mm -hmm. that is what I hope we're going to start doing, is activating ourselves. And this is why the call to action is very real for these people that are sensitive like us. Because it's almost like we have to step up and actually step up into these roles that are helpfully... You know, anybody trying to teach anybody something, unless that person signed up for that course and trusts you as an instructor... Life doesn't work that way. Nobody's going to listen, right? right? It's leading by example and just energetically holding that space of what you are hoping to be It's and, and hoping that other people will find them in themselves in their own way. And it's also trusting, and this is part of what's been difficult for me, is like zoom out and trust, wow, a lot of people are activated right now and that has to be okay. I don't need to fix it. It's not wrong. It's a good thing in some sort of perspective, right? Things need to be activated in order to be acknowledged and then healed. I hope they're acknowledged and then healed. That's what I'm hoping and praying for and putting energy towards because otherwise it's just going to be circles of just the activation. And I think that's what we're kind of worried about and feeling the activations everybody's getting. And it's like, whoa, a lot of people are activated. You know, how do we help? And I think it's really about how do we each sit in ourselves, do the healing ourselves, so then we actually show other people it's possible to transcend that. Exactly like what you're saying with your dad. And yes, everybody has their own journey of completely, you know, going through the messy parts where you have to mess up in order to get to that space. So we got to trust that the people that are messing up right now are hopefully getting to that space. And also just recognize, yeah, like part of it is just getting to that, that ability to say, even to your dad, like, wow, dad that hurts. Mm -hmm. I've changed a lot. You know, maybe that was me when I was 16, but that's not me anymore. So that's you feeling the feeling he's kind of activating it or throwing at you really. And then holding that and realizing that you get to choose to transcend it, to like let it flow through you, or you get to choose to let it take over your body, which is then externalizing it and emoting and crying in that moment. But it takes a lot of training and restraint to be able to take ownership of that eruption of feeling to emotion and then getting to the point where we're able just to feel and not necessarily emote which is the neutrality state right right but that's how you that's how you show your dad how to do it Eckhart Tolle talks about um the pain body a lot which is perfect in this situation of family members a lot of pain body is happening collected there's so much pain body activation right now right mm -hmm. And it is difficult because you just don't even know how to handle Like, if you've got what, that one crazy aunt or whatever that's just always super activated, you don't even know how to, you don't know how to handle her. Because, again, she's got... Floor is lava. Like, everything is lava. Anything you say could activate her. So you're trying to tiptoe around, but even that's not helping because you're still activating or um, 
uh, I don't know, nurturing her activation by being like, I don't know. Da, 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 da. But instead of just, if you hold the space for her to be able to act, to be activated in that state and listen to her of saying, you know, real listening, I don't know in your experience, but when I got training, um, recently locally, it's really sitting, really listening, not saying anything. You say, mm, you relate, you can just you know, hold space, you can say, mm, you know, you can say that, <laughs> but then, but then, and you wait, and you let them have a moment, and then you reflect it back, and you say, what I hear you saying is this, 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 and this, and hopefully you're trying to tell them in that moment, I hear you, I may not feel everything you're feeling, and honestly, don't, because, because they're not your feelings, they're their feelings, it's, it's just saying, I hear you, and then you can say, do you want, I have some thoughts. Would you like to hear them? Offer them, but don't just give them. That's what real listening is, and that's what we need more of. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where the real healing is. So, I don't know how to. I don't know. Again, <laughs> I don't want to give the opinion of like this is what we need to be doing, but it's just right. It, it's like it's like putting the thoughts out there to yeah. simply be a part of the conversation. Um, you know, because I think it's 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 like. And it's not saying, like, our, this podcast is the most important thing and <laughs> everyone needs to put down what they're doing and listen to our podcast. It's like, hey, 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 we're going to add this, like, you know, cross to this T and this dot to this I, to this sentence, this conversation that is already happening. And we're simply going to add to that spiral just a little bit of this, like, flavor or, like, a little bit of, like, hey, here's some, some more ideas from our experience because I mm-hmm. think I think it's important that all of that kind of like is understood and what's and, and, and you know what's happening and what's going to be coming down the line and, and we, as we move forward and in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Let it be a spiral and not a tornado, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're in the center of the tornado and you're calm, right. it's all just mania, you know mania happening around you yep but you're fine yeah you're in the eye of the storm yeah yeah how do we how do we get to that how do we get more people to that place (laughs) (laughs) again i'm not forcing you to do anything i'm just hoping that that's what the goal is right that's the goal right yeah one one of one of them yeah yeah yeah, I think that's the goal when people are, are like saying like, we got to do this. Come on, come on, come on. We got to, you know, we yeah, all got to yeah. be on the same page, that kind of thing. Not even on the same page, but when the term wake up comes from that. Right. Well, and this, I mean, that's the whole other thing is this whole, like Haas was talking about with that course she put out, waking up from being woke. Like I do think, again, like people, it's just constant. We have to always be, we have to always be curious and... I don't, you know, I don't know if it's humble, but it, but it is this idea of honorable. I think it's being honorable, and that's saying, interesting. You, you have a different perspective, huh? Tell me about it. Right. Right, which is the same thing of saying, huh? Your story is different than mine. He said that he didn't sexually assault you, but you said that he did, huh? Tell me about it. Right. You know, it's the same kind of thing. It's the same energetics of. How can we validate other people's truths while also figuring out what's true for us, right. which may be different, you know, and holding space for the, both of that. I hope that's what we're doing. Yeah. 
And I think I think in 2020, I will end this with more of a psychic hit of like okay. <laughs> the the reason why I think focusing so much on the on the lie is that the lies are coming to light. You know, like the corruption, the people who are manipulating the system, um, people who are not authentic in their humanity are going to be brought to the light. You know, they're going to be brought into the light. They're they're. The, the, the systems that are built on a lie are crumbling, right? And so I think I just am really clear to not rebuild on another lie. You know, like the house burnt down, let's not rebuild there. <laughs> you know, like let's move. Let's move lots. Like yeah. it's kind of has that feeling to it of like, like now is an opportunity energetically to really connect to the truth of the matter. And it's like, are we going to do this? And like what, what you'll see is like several iterations of this is that the right word of like coming up to be Mm -hmm. called to like, is this, is this, is this, and we're meant to, to examine these things and to look and to, to understand and see, um, so that we don't build things on a lie. Cause I think you could, 100% 100% argue that you, the United States was built on a lie and yeah. right. So it's like, it's like, like that, that, that needs to like, I'm not saying the U S needs to crumble, but like that <laughs> needs to crumble as a system of being, um, you know, and, and connecting to like with the original, um, people who, you know, first nations, like, you know, it's like, it's like understanding like that, 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 these lies will, will, will come out, um, you know, like, um, and so it might be exhausting. It might be hard to look at like with, with all of this as well, but it's like knowing, knowing what, what isn't real. Well, yeah, maybe. What we've been told is real. And, and I think the, these entities, these systems, these people are, are going to be brought to light. It's going to look really, it's going to kind of be mind melting. It's going to shift people's perspectives, but like not, not in a way of like making things worse. It's like, you know, we've got to clear out this, these, these systems, these things, this Mm -hmm. corruption that is like really beholding all of us to a certain paradigm. And that's the tower card. That's why everyone talks about the tower card in 2020. <laughs> it's paradigm All shifting. Tower. You know, well, we've we've been Rapunzel. We've been in we've been in the tower, and now our hair has grown, and we gotta go. We gotta go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, what does that look like? You know, when we land on the Earth, what does it look like? Where do we go? That's why you and I are obsessed with the show alone right now because it's like <laughs> we are literally in this place of like, who are we? Like we look for things mm-hmm. to identify outside of ourselves to reflect back what we're going on, what's going on internally. And it's like, okay, what is this? You know? Well, and I do think, you know, both of us are in that generation that is coming up to be the, you know, quote unquote rulers or whatever. Like we're being trained to then take over in a way. Mm-hmm. And we are the generation that's pushing a lot of this empathy acknowledgement of each other recognizing who we are so many people are coming out in so many interesting beautiful ways now that are so nuanced and it's like yes be who you are show that to us and force us to realize what that is and understand what that is and treat that well like all of that and so maybe our culture or our country or our world or whatever is going through that consciousness phase where it is messy right now where we are having to really distance ourselves from everything that we feel is activating us in order to do the healing to then 
you know, become a better, a better person, a better, you know, if we're using a person as the metaphor for what's happening in the collective right now, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, End of the Piscean age. Oh yeah. <sighs> as a devil Pisces, I'm actually ready for that. I got Wait, my Mercury in Aquarius. I got, it's, we're entering, well, like technically like two days ago, we entered the age of Aquarius. That was like the real end of the Mayan calendar was Sunday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Sunday was So welcome to the age day. of the Aquarius. Father's Day too. I know. <laughs> Crumbling and patriarchy. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I and mean, you know, Piscean is just going to have that different feel to it. It's illusions. Mm-hmm. It's things like that. The age of Aquarius is going to be, you know, that kind of like blending of technology. It's just different. It's just different. Yeah. And so well, we're it's all also shifting about community. Mm-hmm. So much about community. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I also, for some reason, feel the need to talk about just quickly that I've been taking flower essences, and that's really been helping me. <laughs> I don't know who needs that in the, the listening, but mm, there is someone. one that's about. I think it's black walnut. That's like openness to change, mm. and then there's like rock water. I think it is that's um, really listening to your intuition. So. There, that's, I mean, I don't know why I had to say that. It was written down and I kept forgetting and it kept coming to my <laughs> mind. So I have to say that hopefully, I mean, there are ways to kind of keep your body and your mind and all of the things more on task of like, we're going to stay positive. We're going to be more in tuned. You know, I'm talking like we as in me and all of the aspects of myself. Yeah. And yeah. yeah how, how does that look for you? I invite you to like ask and figure that out yeah because i think that'll help totally okay i don't know are we done i think we're done (laughs) we did it are your minds all blown hopefully it was somewhat organized like soup okay